Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steeler fans, it is time for another episode of Bad Language here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, hence the name Bad Language. Yeah, I'm a little bit narcissistic, but that's okay. Bad Language is a show where you are going to get a little bit of a manic take, a little bit of an off-the-wall take, bizarre and bold take. I hope that's my version of language. It's a little bit different than everything else you're going to hear at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop and non-stop shop for everything Pittsburgh Steeler needs. If you love to read about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield have assembled quite the crew, a fantastic source for all Pittsburgh Steelers information, you got to check that out. And wherever you download your podcasts, your favorite shows, well, I hope BTSC's family of shows and podcasts are one of them. And check out us here. Just go ahead and search for BTSC Behind the Steel Curtain podcast, and you will find 20 original shows every single week. I love it. I'm glad to be a part of it. Today, this morning, Jeff Hartman was on with a new edition of Let's Ride. You could also check out Jeff and Big Bro Sco from Sunday evening with a gripping episode of the Steelers Sunday Night Q&A. Coming up later on today, it's going to be The Hangover with Brian Anthony Davis, that's me, Tony Defio, and Shannon White. And check out tomorrow morning from the cutting room floor with Jeffrey Benedict and I, you know, I can't forget Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts with the Steelers draft fix as they continue to talk about the ins and outs of the Pittsburgh Steelers 2022 draft. And the 2022 draft did some interesting things for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It didn't bring one quarterback. It brought two QBs to the Steel City. So of course, everybody knows that Kenny Pickett is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. We knew him from Pitt. He's been there for a number of years, a fifth-year senior, Heisman Trophy finalist, and now number eight for your black and gold. But they did not stop there. They needed to have another quarterback in camp. They could have gone the free agent route. They could have gone the undrafted free agent route. But they had the guy they were looking at to bring in to see what he can do They interviewed him extensively during workouts, during not really the combine, but during the off season. And his name is Chris Oladokun. Yeah, I think I got it right. Oladokun. This guy could run. He can throw. 
He was last at South Dakota State. He was at Samford after your buddy there, the great Duck Hodges. After Duck Hodges, man, had an amazing run, won the equivalency of the Heisman Trophy in uh, that league. So with that, you've got two guys coming in. You also signed the best free agent out there in free agency signing, and that's Mitch Trubisky. So it's a crowded house. But wait, what about number two? He might not be number two anymore, but Mason Rudolph is on this team. And a lot of people right now are saying, well, Mason's out the door. They're going to cut Mason. Mason's not worth anything. You can't trade Mason. Bad. Why would you suggest that you would trade Mason Rudolph? Nobody wants this guy. Really? Pittsburgh Steelers obviously wanted the guy. You fans were fine when Mason Rudolph almost took the Steelers to the playoffs, and I know almost isn't good enough. But Duck Hodges was faltering. Mason gets hurt. Mason doesn't get hurt. They might be going to the playoffs in 2019. Mason Rudolph was thrown into the mix with a horrible, and I look, I do not like to go ahead and call anybody a bum, but it was a horrible situation for him because the system with Randy Feetner was not set up for anybody else but Ben Roethlisberger, and it was just a bad mix. So Mason Rudolph was thrown to the wolves. I know it was his second year, but it was essentially his rookie season. Now, he has he went that year he went 5 and 3 as a starter. He lost in a game where they had basically everybody sitting out at the end of the 2020 season. And it's a game they almost won. I know I keep saying almost, almost is not good enough. I get it. But he he showed brightly that day. He was really good against the Cleveland Browns in week 18 of 2020. Last year, I was in attendance with my nephew when the last second he found out that he was going to start against the Detroit Lions. Team that hadn't won, they ended up tying. He, Mason was not good in that game. He was good enough to get the tie to a bad team, but he wasn't good in that game. Get it. He had no time to really prepare for that game, but backups need to be ready at all times. I get that. But if you're telling me he doesn't have any value, I'd be shocked. Look, I talked last week on the show. I will not call anybody a bum or a waste of talent. Do you realize what it takes just to get to college, even if it's division three, you're a pretty good football player. If you get to division three, this guy went to a division one program, Oklahoma state. He was really good. He was good enough for the Steelers to trade up to get him. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals wanted Mason Rudolph. The Steelers jumped ahead of him in a trade and got him. Maybe the joke's on us, you might say, but no. He could have been the next guy in. 
He never really had a chance being behind Ben Roethlisberger. And now by bringing in Trubisky, bringing in Pickett and Olodukun, Olodokun, I'm going to get that right one of these days. I'm close, so that's fine. Can't wait for the Yenzers to get a hold of, yeah, that that Chris Olodokun and, and that. He's really good. Mason's going to be out the door now. You know, I, I can't wait to hear that. I, I love that. I'm from Western PA. Some of you might argue that because it's Johnstown and say it's central, but West central, what have you. But my family still has the accent. So we had the, we had the accent going on in Johnstown or Johnstown. (laughs) I love home. I'm not home now. I'm in Maryland. I'm in Raven territory, but I like to channel my inner Yinzer and even my kids. I taught my kids Jeff Hartman's taught his kids here in Maryland to, you see black and purple. You go after them. You heckle. You taunt. You talk smack. That's what you do when you see purple. Now my kids know that when it's brown, flush it down. And I'm not talking potty talk. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. That's what we do. The Bengals, who day? Nobody. As far as I'm concerned. Still teaching my kids that one. They they really haven't caught on that the Bengals are a threat yet. They just know the Ravens first, Browns second. And I know I'm teaching them against the Capitals too. But with that being said, think about this. Mason Rudolph. He might not have a home with the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore, but he damn well better get a chance to compete in this season. You can't just cut him. You can't trade him now. But if Mason Rudolph has the heart beating in his chest that I think he has, he is going to come out and do everything he can to win that job if it is truly an open competition at quarterback. And that's been some debate. And that was debate last night on the Q&A with Jeff Hartman and Big Bro Scott. Check that out. Really great show. If he truly has that heart beating in his chest that I think he has, you know what's going to happen? He is going to go all out. He's going to try to win that job. That's it. And he's going to audition. He's auditioning for other teams. Do you think that... There's teams out there that can't use a Mason Rudolph. There's teams out there that Mason Rudolph could probably start for. He might be able to start for the Detroit Lions. It would be a competition between him and Jared Goff. But there's teams that this guy can start for. He was not one and seven as a starter. The Steelers had playoff aspirations under Mason, Mason, Mason Rudolph. It wasn't pretty. But he was getting the job done, but he was learning on the job. And I tell you what, you've got to forget about that whole incident with Miles Garrett. That was not that man's fault. When I say that man, it was not Mason Rudolph's fault. He got attacked. And what did we do? We made him a joke for being a victim and getting hit on the head. And then things were alleged five days later. And 
People in the organization stuck up for Mason Rudolph. Mike Tomlin, his coach, did. If he did the things that you thought he did, or Miles Garrett made as an excuse later on to say that he did, no one's sticking up for him. Mason Rudolph got a bad rap. He got thrown into the mix that year. That's all. Mason Rudolph didn't come in and set the world on fire, but he kept the Steelers' hopes alive. I actually thought they were going to the playoffs that year with Mason Rudolph. And then things, I mean, gosh, after he got hit on the head, the next week he had no confidence and he got pulled. Duck came in and, and had a couple good games. Not against great teams, but Duck had some good games. So I'm telling you, man, I am telling you straight out that you cannot sleep on Mason Rudolph. And there's a value to Mason Rudolph. There definitely is. He might not have value as the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh right now because of the free agent contract he gave to Mitch Trubisky, number 10 in your programs. We don't know where he is in your hearts yet. Kenny Pickett, number eight in your programs. Don't know where he is in your hearts yet. We're going to find out. (laughs) There's Team Mitch. There's Team Kenny. I think there's Team Ola. And there's Team Mace. People believe in Mason Rudolph here. Not a lot, but they do. And if you believe in him, then you know that you can get some value in him in the trade market, but after the fact. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back here on Bad Language on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Welcome back to Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer here at BTSC. We are talking Mason Rudolph. We are talking about the value that this man has as a quarterback in the National Football League. When nobody thinks he has any value. It looks like the Steelers don't think he's the man for the future. And I understand that. That's why you drafted Mitch. You didn't draft Mitch. That's why you took him as the top free agent in the free agency period. That's why you drafted Kenny Pickett. That's why you drafted Chris Oladokun. There's a plan there. There definitely is. And Mason Rudolph might not be a part of that plan, but Mason Rudolph might be worth a pick next year. Who's going to give a pick, bad? Nobody's going to give up a pick for this guy. Well, they did for Josh Dobbs. The Steelers sold at the right time. You got a fifth round pick for Josh Dobbs from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Foles gets hurt on opening day. They need an extra quarterback in there. It was worth a fifth rounder for him. He had value. Joshua Dobbs had value. If Josh Dobbs is going for a fifth round pick, 
Mason Rudolph's definitely going to get a fifth round pick to a team that needs a quarterback, but it's not now. Teams are set to go into camp with their quarterbacks. We all know that. But it's the right time. And the thing about that is you might see a trade when the rosters go down to 53, or you might see Mason Rudolph sticking around as the second or third quarterback. You might see Kenny Pickett going into the season as quarterback number three. As Dave Schofield says, I either want Kenny Pickett to be number one or number three, and he wants that for a reason. But you might see the Steelers trying to keep Oladokun on the practice squad, which would be ideal because you don't have to go ahead and sign guys in week number eight before they play the Ravens. You know, you always sign a player the last couple of years that could emulate Lamar Jackson. If you're playing Kyler Murray, which they're not this year, you get a guy to emulate that guy. If you end up playing Deshaun Watson, you might have a guy that could move and have in there. You have that in Oladokun. He's good just to be a practice squad guy right now. But if he's good in, in the preseason, guess what, what happens? Then you got to keep him on as a three. And there might not, then you're trying to figure out what to do. I don't think you're going to cut this guy like you cut Landry Jones. I'm talking Mason Rudolph. You can't do that. But I'm going to take another break here, and I'm going to go across the pond for a very sincere Owen David as he talks about the value of Mason Rudolph, and he gives you a different perspective. Where I am manic and nuts, Owen David is calm and concise, and he's going to talk about Mace. Take it away, my man, Owen. Britsburg from across the pond. Hello, behind the steel curtain. Hello, my main man, bad. Well, guys, so you're asking, what is the true value of Mason Rudolph? Now, I know that, like you, Mason Rudolph has an awful lot of detractors in Steeler Nation. Um, I'm afraid, sorry, yeah, I am one. I'm not a Mason fan, never have been, never will be a Mason fan. I think you... It wasn't the best option to take him in the draft, uh, you know, as Ben said. But what is the true value of Mason Rudolph now? You know, especially as we're realistically thinking that the core battle one competition is going to be between Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett for the starting job in week one. Although Tomlin will keep us guessing, won't he, over the um, off-season, over the training camp, uh, even this time at the Trobe, I'm sure he will mix it up as much as possible and try to keep the media and us fans as confused as possible as to who the starter's going to be. But what is, the, what is the true value of Mason Rudolph? You know, I think you've got to think about this in terms of what are you actually getting when you get Mason Rudolph? You know, when you go to a shop and you buy something, you buy it because you want it for a particular purpose in your house, don't you? You go and buy a toaster because you want to be a toast, want to use it as a toaster. You go and buy a microwave, well, for obvious reasons. But you want to get Mason Rudolph? 
what are you getting a Mason Rudolph for? That's the key thing, isn't it? You know, um, what are we getting? What would we be trading Mason Rudolph for? Mason Rudolph is a backup quarterback. That's what he is. I think the sooner he accepts that, the sooner I think the majority of people accept that he is a backup quarterback, um, that the better. You know, you, you actually are drafting for a backup to your to your main guy. And a solid backup. I'm not saying that he's not. You know, for me, he is a very solid QB too. Uh, the sooner he accepts that, I think the better that he will be um, in his career. You know, I don't think he's ever going to be a quarterback one. Why isn't he a quarterback one? Well, you know, he's got no pocket awareness, no pocket presence. You know, if you look at when the guy plays, he's not got no, he's got no awareness of what is coming towards him, what is coming after him, where players are in relation to him in terms of the opposition defense. He struggles to read cover two, um, has been seen on many occasions. At times he sees ghosts. I mean, the reception, the inception, sorry, that he threw against the Detroit Lions um, last year, he, he was nowhere near any of our players. Um, he's not the most mobile. He can run when he needs to, you know, like he did against the Lions. But he's not in the same um, mobility, hasn't got the same mobility as Kenny Pickett or as Mitchell Trubisky or our day, even say as Chris Oladukun. Um, so, you know, you are getting a backup. That's what you're getting. He's got a decent arm on him. He can learn a playbook. He can run an offense. He can come in and take over and do a decent job for you. That's the value of Mason Rudolph for me, that he is a quarterback too. You know, 10 starts in his career, 5 form one 61.5% completion rate, 6 16 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, 2,366 yards, a quarterback rating that's below average. That's what he is. He's a backup. And what could we get for him? That's the question. What would you what would you realistically want for Mason Rudolph? Well, you know, you've got to, if you're gonna trade him, you know, you've got to wait for the optimum time. You know, over here in the UK, when we buy a new car. You go in March or you go in September because you're going to get the best trading on your old model. That's what you're going to do because the new cars are coming out. Dealerships are keen to sell you a new car, so they'll give you a good trade value on your old car. And the same with Mason Rudolph. We've got to wait for the optimum time to get the best value for him. And that could be, you know, as preseason progresses, that could be as training camp star. That's going to be the time that we get the best value for Mason Rudolph. We need more draft capital next year. I think it's only six picks we've got in the 2023 draft. And I know it uh, seems ridiculous to be talking about that draft already, haven't, given the fact that the 2022 draft has just finished. So, you know, we'd love to add a pick. Now, what realistically could you get from Mason Rudolph? So, you know, looking at it, you know, Josh Dobbs was traded back, I think, for a fifth. Mason Rudolph, you could get anything from a fifth to a seventh for him. You know, that's what we're looking at. Fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. You know, you're not going to get anything in the high rounds for him. You're not going to get a first for him. That's just not going to happen. If you think that you're living in Clara Cuckoo land, you're not going to get a second for him. We're not even going to get a third for him where he was actually drafted. That's not his talent. You're not going to get a fourth for him. Not for a backup quarterback. That's because that's what he is. He's a backup quarterback, guys. Um, you know, I, I sometimes feel for him, you know, that he's going into this uh, offseason and thinking that he's got every chance of being the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. Well, you know, Mason, sorry, you haven't really. That's something, you know, you just have to accept. So the true value of Mason, I would say, is a sixth or seventh round pick. And whoever gets him, you know, they're getting a solid backup quarterback. That's the key thing for me. It's a solid backup. You know, that may be something that Seattle want to consider, um, given the fact they've only got Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Uh, it could be something they want to do. They want to go and get themselves a bit of uh, quarterback depth there, uh, especially given the fact that they've obviously got no interest 
at all in someone like Baker Mayfield, obviously very sensibly. It could be as well that someone like, I don't know, like the Jets might want to back up or the Dolphins who lost Jacoby Brissett might want to back up to uh, Tua. Uh, you know, there's a number of prop- opposition, number of uh, propositions out there. You know, Tampa Bay are back up to Brady. There's a number of uh, places where I think we could get some value for Mason Rudolph, but it would be, I think, for me, a sixth or a seventh round pick. Well, that's my view. You know, perhaps I'm slightly biased because I'm not a Mason Rudolph fan. I just don't think the guy's got it to be a starter in the NFL. You know, I've watched watched in 2019. At no point in 2019 did the guy put his hand up and say, "Yes, I am your future. I am your starter." You know, he didn't take your breath away. He, his team average under his team average under 18 offense average, sorry, under average under 18 points per game, um, which you know we were held in those games by our defense, our fantastic defense, and you know that's something that obviously you've got to consider. That's why for me he is a career backup. Well, that's my view on Mason Rudolph. You know, I'm sure some of you think I'm speaking out of rubbish. Um, I've had a lot of hate on uh, social media for my views on Mason Rudolph, but you know. Hey, it's a free world. We can say what we what we want, can't we? Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Um, and let's uh, finish this as we always do with Here We Go Steelers. Come on. Thank you, Owen David. I appreciate it. Love Britsburg. I've got I've to gotta get a passport so I can get over to Britsburg and check that place out. You know, the Union Jack is black and gold over there when it comes to good old OD. I love it. And my team, West Ham United, I've got to go check them out one of these days. It's my team just because of fans, but I understand they're getting better. Now they're the bad guys on Ted Lasso, and and I'm so confused. But I know I'm a Steeler fan. I'm not confused about that. I know sometimes the black and gold are the bad guys here. No problem being the bad guys. You know, the Steelers are the bad guys a lot. I get that. No problem with that. But you can't say the organization's bad guys. I don't think anybody in the organization would stomp on the Steelers. I don't even think Mason Rudolph right now would say anything bad about the Steelers if he left. He could. But Mason's a classy enough guy. He knows what's going on. He just knows his opportunity could be to shine. To hook on somewhere else just because the Steelers are going in a different direction. Did Mason get the chance that he really deserved? Did Ben Roethlisberger help him out whatsoever? No. It's going to be interesting to see what Mitch Trubisky does with Kenny Pickett. It's going to be interesting to do to, to know what Mason Rudolph does with Kenny Pickett coming in. I do know this. Both of those quarterbacks, number 10 and number two, they reached out to Kenny Pickett when he was drafted. I don't know for a fact, but I would think they would reach out to Chris at South Dakota State as well, the seventh rounder. I'm sure they did. You know, that's the kind of stuff you like to see. You like to see that. But my thing for Mason Rudolph right now is he's got to fight for a job in the NFL. If he gets cut, someone's going to pick him up. That guy is good to have on your sidelines. He has more experience than a lot of players out there that are career backups. And I tell you what, if you're a career backup in this league, if you last in this league 10, 12 years as a backup, that's a great job. Give me Matt Moore any day. Matt Moore's a hero to me. You know, give me 
a guy like Case Keenum. You know how much I love Case Keenum. He started that one year. You know, he was brought in to start other places. He's a backup and he's a good one. In fact, I think the Browns have a better chance when Case Keenum's there than Baker Mayfield. You know, it's one of those things that you think a guy's trash. And like I said, don't think anybody's trash if you're playing at this level. Just because they don't live up to your expectations, that's what we talked about last week, doesn't mean that they're not successful in their field. Man, I think there should be backup quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. I really do. I think Charlie Batch was a great backup quarterback. You never wanted Charlie really as the starter in Pittsburgh, but he was fantastic here. Byron Leftwich was valuable to have. You know, Mason might not be the right guy for Pittsburgh, and that's something that it seems that we're seeing, but he's going to be the right guy somewhere. So don't disrespect this guy. Respect the fact that he made it to the pros. Respect the fact that if the Steelers do it right, they're going to deal him to a team that needs a quarterback. If Mason Rudolph was on the market in 1999, the Rams would have traded for him. And we'd have no movie about Kurt Warner. Now, I'm being speculative, but the Rams very well could have traded for him. Because they went with an unknown guy there. I mean, that that story's incredible. The Kurt Warner story's incredible. But no one really expected Kurt Warner to amount to anything. When Trent Green went down, I was even, I'm not even a Rams fan. I was like, oh no, poor, this poor team. And then Kurt Warner's awesome for him. He had a great surrounding cast. Imagine what Mason Rudolph can do. Imagine getting a fourth or fifth round from a team that is in a position where they lose their starting quarterback in the preseason or in week one or week two. They're going to trade for this guy. Might be too late, but don't ever say that a guy's not going to get you value. Don't be, don't be that guy that's like, nope, he's not worth anything. Well, he's worth something to somebody to get drafted. <laughs> if he gets cut today, he's going to be on another team. His career in the NFL is not going to be over. Just remember that. Check out BTSC for all of your favorite shows, for all of your favorite topics. Whether it's recapping the draft, getting ready for minicamp, you're going to have everything here if it's breaking news. It's going to be on the editorial side. It's going to be on the podcast side. It's all here. I'm so proud of that. So with that being said, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language. And again, I ain't apologizing for nothing.